Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In the previous episode, we were discussing the long chapter of organized planning in which the real core, the real, the real essence of this book is laid out, not just in uh, theory, but also in practical steps, how, wh- how one can build their resume, how what kind of skills one needs to incorporate, how one needs to... Um, scale his his or her way up the corporate ladder or the entrepreneurial ladder or just build any good product or service in the market in this chapter uh, napoleon hill and this chapter this part of the chapter and this episode in particular napoleon hill talks about where and how one may find opportunities to accumulate riches and what he very clearly discusses is the 20th century American economy, and in particular, the capitalist economy, and a bit of background into what was happening in the world at that point. There was, the world was just coming out of a world war. It was just heading into a world war. Remember, this book was written in 1937, immediately after the Great Depression, and immediately before World War II. And after World War II was sort of the great revival for the American and the European economy, and particularly one pivoted towards capitalism. And that's a a core part of this part of the chapter and a core part of this part of the episode. So he says, um, sort of laying the ground for this particular chapter or this part of the chapter is, let us take inventory and see what the United States of America offers the person seeking riches great or small. To begin with, let us remember all of us, we live in a country where every law-abiding citizen enjoys freedom of thought and freedom of deed, unequaled anywhere in the world. Here we have freedom in choice of education, religion, freedom in politics, business, profession, and occupation. All the property we can accumulate, freedom to choose, freedom to aim for any station in life, for which we have prepared ourselves. We have other forms of freedom, but this list, which gives a bird's eye view of the most important, which constitute opportunity of the highest order. This advantage of freedom is all the more conspicuous because the United States is the only country, he says, at that time at least, guaranteeing to every citizen, whether native born or naturalized, so broad and varied, a list of freedoms. Now, in order to illustrate the point about America's success with capitalism, he lays down uh, a few examples of basic necessities which are sourced not just by one person, uh, by, by sort of the gatherer that, that used to be there, but by the economy and everyone's doing it because they have a reason or an incentive to do it, right? It is a profit-seeking incentive. And that is the foundation of a capitalistic economy, which is, in his opinion and in mine, uh, a bedrock for any sort of prosperous system that that is created. So he uses the example of food, shelter, and clothing, three basic necessities. And and just to pick apart the example about food, he very clearly, he lists down an average meal for for sort of a middle-class American family at that time. It includes grape juice, uh, wheat breakfast food, tea, bananas, toasted bread, fresh country eggs, sugar, butter, and cream. And all of these are not only from different parts of of the country at that time, but different parts of the world. And right now, if you pick any 
any particular item in the supermarket, you will um, you will and, and look at its sourcing. It's it's unlikely that all the products in the supermarket are from the native country, or very very unlikely that it is from the native city. It is probably from various parts of the city. It's probably from various parts of the continent or various parts of the world. And that is the importance of 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 capitalism. He he says. In order to in order to source everything, um, observe that the simple breakfast was gathered by some strange form of magic from China, South America, Utah, Kansas, and New England states, and delivered on the breakfast table ready for consumption, in the very heart of the most crowded city in America, referring to New York, at the cost well within the means of the most humble laborer. At that time, the cost was one fifth of a U.S. dollar. One fifth. Of a U.S. dollar, it's about 15 rupees uh, right now. Shelter, he says, the family lives in a comfortable apartment heated by steam for about $20 a month. $20 a month comes up to 150 rupees, right? And again, this was in 1950s, so inflation has probably pushed the cost up up to about um, probably 300 or $500, which roughly comes out uh, comes up to 35 to 40,000 rupees per month. And he says the same thing with clothing. Anywhere in the US, the women of average clothing requirements can dress very comfortably. And the average man can dress for the same or less, same amount, and which he uh, describes as $200, which is about 15,000 rupees or so. The miracle that has provided these blessings, he, he refers to the miracle of capitalism as unseen power. The name of the mysterious benefactor of mankind is capital. Capital consists not alone of money, but more particularly of highly organized intelligent groups of men who plan ways and means of using money efficiently for the good of the public and profitability and profitability to themselves. State stated briefly the capitalists, he answers the question who the capitalists are. The capitalists are the brains of civilization because they supply the entire fabric of which all education, enlightenment, and human progress consists. Money without brains always is dangerous. Money or power, more importantly, without brains, without sort of a, a way to make everybody around you, at least the people that you serve, the people who have elected you in a democratic system, is, and if you do not serve them, if you just hold the money and hold the power, it is dangerous, and that is the foundation of the foundations of various societies that eventually lead to the crumble of civilizations that we did see at the in the second half of the 20th century. Now he 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 goes on and he describes pro properly used money, properly used, it is the most important essential of civilization. The simple breakfast he described in the previous part of the chapter could not have been del delivered to the family at a dime each or at any other price if organized capital had not provided the machinery, the ships, the railroads, and the huge armies of trained men to operate them. He, he continues saying steamships and railroads do not spring up from the earth and function automatically. They come in response to the call of civilization through through the labor and ingenuity and organizing ability of men who have imagination, faith, enthusiasm, decision, persistence. These men are known as capitalists. 
and because they render service because the capitalists render service without which there would be no civilization and put themselves in the way of great riches the point that napoleon hill is trying to make is that in order for you to put yourself in a position of great riches and if you and if you start out with with nothing is to provide something of a value that someone can't necessarily get for themselves in this case someone couldn't get say a banana in 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 new york for themselves so someone who grew it in a place where banana was the fruit of the season could grow it at a profit export it at a profit and eventually distribute it to the particular family or to anyone who wanted it at a profit just to keep the record simple he says and understandable i will add that these capitalists are the same other self same men of whom most of us have heard soap box or orators speak they are the same men to whom radicals racketeers dishonest politicians and grafting labor leaders refer to as the predatory interests or wall street and in this lies the essence of the book he says the purpose of the book is a purpose to which i have faithfully devoted over a quarter of centuries to present to all who want the knowledge the most dependable philosophy through which individuals may accumulate riches in whatever amounts they desire first those who seek riches must recognize and adapt themselves to the system that controls all approaches to fortunes large or small to present the side of the picture opposite to that being shown by politicians and demagogues who deliberately becloud the issues they bring up by referring to organized capital as if it was something poisonous those who oppose capitalism those who oppose the form of organizing capital to provide benefits in order to gain more capital in the form of profits is not a bad thing organized capital has provided several benefits to mankind he says wall street the money chargers and the big businesses are the ones that despite them getting a bad rap are the ones that are creating value for millions and billions of people the practice became so general that we witnessed during the business depression of the 1920s the unbelievable sight of high government officials lining up with the cheap politicians and labor leaders with the openly avowed purpose of throttling the system which has made industrial america and and more generally industrial india post 1990s the richest country on earth millions of men and women throughout the nation are still engaged in this popular pastime to of trying to get without giving the point of opposing the capitalists the point of opposing organized capital is is to get something without giving and the people who are engaged in that never prosper some of them are lined up with labor unions where they demand shorter hours and more pay others do not take the trouble to work at all they demand government relief and are getting it their idea of their rights of freedom was demonstrated in new york city where violent complaint was registered to the postmaster by a group of relief beneficiaries because the postman awakened them at 7:30 am to deliver government relief checks they demanded that the time of delivery be set up to 10 10 am imagine that they had the gall to to say you give me my free money at a time that is convenient to me that, that, that if that doesn't emphasize the degradation of of an economic system because of these sorts of programs nothing does he says 
as great as it is as far as it reaches as many privileges as it provides it does not and cannot bring riches without effort he says of the capitalist system no system has ever been created by which men can legally acquire riches through mere force of numbers or without giving in return an equivalent value of one form or another most people living in america its capitalistic system and all i must confess i know of no better country he says at that time remember where one may find greater opportunities to accumulate riches judging by their acts and deeds there are some in this country who do not like it that of course is their privilege if they do not like this country its capitalistic system its boundless opportunities they have the privilege of clearing out and that is the case with any system that is granting you opportunities but but you feel like it is some sort of unequal uh, machine right the point of every economic system or at least a feature not a flaw of any economic system is the ability of it to provide economic mobility meaning a person who is born to a poor family in generation 1 can move upwards in generation 2 several economies provide this at least in the modern day with the downfall of of socialistic or communistic system they provide this and it is great economic mobility in in countries like the us france the uk germany and to a large extent in india Uh, slowly but surely at least in the 21st century is improving and that is a point that we must hold proud to and how does that happen that happens he says especially remember that back of all this exchange of merchandise and personal services may be found in abundance of opportunity to accumulate riches if one has superior talent training exper- experience one may accumulate riches in large amounts those not so fortunate may accumulate smaller amounts anyone may earn a living in return for a very nominal amount of labor work equals rewards and opportunity is endless step up to the front select what you want create your plan put the plan to action and follow through with persistence which he has described in the previous chapter capitalistic america or india will do the rest you can depend upon this much capitalistic america or india ensures every person the opportunity to render useful service and to collect riches in in the production of the value of their service the system denies no one this right and you can never ever ever he says get something for nothing which is very similar to the old economic adage saying there's no such thing as a free lunch many refuse to adapt one's self to the law to this law of economics he says certainly this is a free country where all men are born equal with equal rights including the privilege of ignoring the law of economics and what happens then then comes the dictator he says with well organized firing squads and machine guns probably a little too um uh, gr- grim but could be a reality nonetheless doubtless we shall prefer to continue with our freedom of speech freedom of deed freedom to render useful service in return for riches these observations he says and he concludes are not founded upon short time experience or short term experience they are the result of several years of careful analysis of the methods of both the most successful and the most unsuccessful countries and people within those countries so remember listeners that the economic system is not one that is meant to stop you 
especially if you live in an economic system that is free, that is capitalistic, and that is not run by rulers, that is run by elect, democratically elected politicians, but politicians nonetheless. If this is the situation that you find yourself in, the country that you find yourself in, it is, it is up to you in order to succeed. The system will only help you. And if you provide a service or a product of value, you put yourself in opportunities and you persist, then the economic system will reward you. But that's it from this episode of Think and Grow Rich. If there's any way this can be made better, do let me know. And I will catch you next time.